Welcome to EY Access with your host, Eric Young. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of EY Access. My name is Eric Young. I'm President and Creative Director of EY Studios, and I'm joined by the lovely and talented and very pregnant Tara Davis. How's it going, Tara? <laughs> good. So good. You're, you're not so pregnant you can't participate. No, in I'm actually not that far along. But right. We're but doing you're still good. very pregnant. Yes, I am. Yes. Right. So, of course, people have heard you on our webinars the first yes. time you're participating in our podcast. Glad you're here today. Thank you. Tara, I want to talk about Amazon. Now, you're an Amazon shopper. I am. Guilty as charged. Right. What kind of type of stuff do you buy on Amazon, or can you not repeat that? Um, uh, wide variety of stuff. Mostly... When I do most of my Amazon shopping is during Black Friday and the Cyber Monday, to be honest. So the so the big what was the last one the oh Prime Day. Prime Day. Now what do you think <laughs> about Prime Day? It was such year? a disappointment. Right. I was very excited looking looking forward to it, and it was very much a disappointment. It, it left you uh, yes. unfulfilled there. Yes, definitely. Right, but do you also shop on other stores as well? Is it exclusively Amazon? Oh no, definitely. So um, you, you spread the money around. Yeah, right? and I'm rather tall, so I have a hard time finding clothing that's or pants and things like that that are long enough. So I do, I do a lot of searches to try to find you know clothing that, especially now that I'm pregnant. Right. Long maternity pants, not easy to find. Right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely shop around, but Amazon's it's for easy stuff like I need some paper or stuff like right. that. Real quick stuff. Yeah. So I actually want to get back to your buying habits in just a little mm -hmm. bit. But let's talk about uh, the stores that are not Amazon. Now, now sometimes merchants have the mentality that you can't compete with Amazon. Correct. Amazon is the number one big dog on the market out there and you can't effectively compete. I say you can. What, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts oh, overall definitely. before we go into the details? I mean, there's a lot to be when I'm buying a product mm -hmm. that I'm unfamiliar with. I go to Amazon for products I'm familiar with. Paper, toilet paper, whatever. Right. Products that I'm unfamiliar with mm -hmm. and I want some research, there's a definite benefit to going to a smaller retailer who mm -hmm. has descriptions and videos and more information. They're more passionate about the Exactly. Products. They have more information about the different types mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's much more helpful. So I want to share an uh, anecdote with you. Okay. My, my dad <laughs> went to his favorite restaurant, okay, and in front of the restaurant, there stood a very big man. You and I are both tall. Yes. How tall are you? 6'2". Right. I'm 6'4". So this guy, like, he would tower over us. He must have been at least 6'7 or wow. so. Big, big guy. Biker guy. Mm -hmm. Big beard. He looked like JT Ham on steroids. You know? <laughs> I mean, tattoos. JT doesn't have tattoos. No. But if JT had, you know, was taking steroids and had a lot of tattoos, this would be the guy. All right? <laughs> so very intimidating dude. Well, my dad walks up to him. And he goes, if I was going to pick a fight with anybody, I would pick a fight with you. He said this to the guy, the biker guy. Yeah. And the guy kind of looked at him like, what? What, are you, what are you talking yeah. about? He said, look, if I'm going to get in a fight, I want to get in a fight with the biggest, baddest guy I can find. So I want to know, if I did fight you, which I'm not, but mm -hmm. if I did fight you, how would I take you down? Because <laughs> everybody has their weak spot, right? Yeah. right? And so the guy looked at him and he started you know, kind of chuckling. He goes, all you got to do is dance around me a little bit and you'll, you'd wear me out after a while and you could eventually take me down. <laughs> there you go. So I want to share this story because to me that's how I look at Amazon. Exactly. You know, it is it is the Goliath, but listen, David killed Goliath. Yep. And so you have to have a strategy to take Goliath down. That's what we're going to look at here today. The first big thing that I'm thinking about, Tara, is branding, mm -hmm. right? So Amazon obviously has a powerful brand. Everybody knows who Amazon is, uh, what they do. But 
it's important to realize that Amazon is the ultimate generalist superstore. Yes. And most of the sites that you were just talking about are specialists. They're not generalists. They don't carry the pregnancy clothes and the toilet paper, I don't think. Right. And so, (laughs) right. And so, you know, the specialists have power over Amazon. You can do things, you can become more nimble in how you brand, how you focus on your product that Amazon, quite frankly, can't do. Uh, Amazon, in my opinion, they don't they don't really do a fantastic job at merchandising, at branding products, because they really can't. They have to be so general. They just list all these products, but they can't really give the love and the attention. You can't be uh, good at everything. You can't be good at everything. And so, to me, that is Amazon's biggest weakness. Definitely. That is specialist retailers have to exploit in their strategy against Amazon. And by the way, I'm not saying don't do business with Amazon. Let me say that right now. As I talked to a merchant yesterday, he's actually making quite a lot of money uh, listing his products on Amazon. So I think you can flirt with the enemy to an extent, but we have to realize that Amazon's not your friend. In fact, you know they can actually use some of that data against you uh, for products that you sell on their their marketplace. But you know I, I'm not opposed to selling on Amazon. But Tara, I talk to merchants every week that see the kind of money they can make on Amazon, but they end up ignoring their storefront, right? So they, they see the money and the possibilities there, but they're shrinking the possibilities that they can uh, exploit on their own site. And then their brand goes down the and, window. And, right, and their brand the suffers. <laughs> and, and so to me, that that is the critical mistake that merchants can can make here, is just saying, well, you can't compete with Amazon, so let's just let's just work with it. And do what we can on the store or whatever, um, but that always will come back to bite you. Agree? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Definitely, I completely agree. Well, and branding also helps with customer ret- retention, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Well, absolutely. And I actually want to talk about that here uh, in a little bit with retention. But with the, let me talk a little bit more about the branding and how that kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, it, if you have passion for the products, you know, we're talking about the merchandising, how you graphically display all that. But to me, you can do things with the voice of your store so much more effectively than Amazon does. Because if you know the products, if you have product expertise, that is something that can really play out in the store itself. Because Amazon's not an expert on these products. I think that's why they lean so heavily on the product reviews, which they do a great yes, job at. Right? And every store, well, not every store, but most stores could really benefit from product reviews. Um, uh, like Amazon, but that's that's the customer voice, and so I think the store voice needs to be present as well. If people are looking to you to provide expertise on the products, what you recommend uh, for this product over another product, that's a big advantage. What do you think on that? Oh, definitely. You know your product better than anyone else. That's right. definitely the moment where Amazon is great at being generic. They have to be. You can't be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. The benefit of selling your products on your own personal customized site is that you can really revolve your whole marketing and branding and the way you word their, your different products and your checkout and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can bring customers in by making them feel like they're part of a special club and a tribe. Right, and I like the word tribe. You know, Seth Godin uses that a lot as well. You know, you, if, if people feel like you're as passionate about the same things that they're passionate exactly. about, they want to join your tribe. And 
that's something you can do so much better than Amazon is get that kind of tribe mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think about some of the, I'm into collectibles, obviously. You see my office. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, some of these stores that sell the collectibles, if they show the same kind of passion about the collectibles as I do, um, I want to shop there, right? I mean, yes, I can get that stuff from Amazon, but the experience is sometimes uh, hollow. Even though I could uh, potentially pay less on Amazon for that, I want my money to go to support stores and tribes, like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, that are into the same stuff I'm into. Is it the same for you? What do you think? Yeah, you definitely get a feeling of camaraderie with Mm -hmm. the store owner and you kind of, and even through social media and things like that, stores can really have an opportunity to tie their clients in. I know a lot of our clients through their Instagram and things like that, they have a huge following Mm -hmm. and which really has nothing to do with their store and the products they're selling, but where are people going to go when they want a new t-shirt? They're going to go to them because they have such a following and they have such a connection with them. Well, I would say it doesn't have maybe a direct link to the product. So you obviously can, can list the products on Instagram or whatever, uh, but it shows an opportunity for you to reveal your personality, your culture, etc. So Tara, when was the last time that you talked to Amazon on the phone? Can't say I ever have. You, I've tried. Actually, tried. I've given up. It's been a while since I've even bothered trying. Right. But when I first, the very first time Amazon shipped me something wrong and I tried to get somebody on the phone to, because you've been trained traditionally, that's the easiest way to get your problems But fixed. they don't advertise the phone number No, it's, it's hard to find it. It's hard to find let it. Let alone once you call it. You pretty much it's automated recording. <laughs> right. And Amazon, they have this machine going, and they realize yeah. as long as the machine can keep going, they really don't have to invest as much in the customer service. That is also another weakness for merchants to exploit. Oh, for sure. To, to really go overboard in the service arena. And that's also where you can demonstrate your product expertise and show, that show your customer that you really do care about them. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's other ways to make your customer feel like they're appreciated besides just being available on the phone. You know, you can reward loyalty. Yeah, because Amazon didn't do that. They're not like, okay, oh, no. come back, you do this. But you can do that as a, a merchant and show that you really do appreciate the customer. I mean, I've said this a million times, but buying online is an emotional experience. And if you feed those emotions, yes. people will buy more. And Amazon is notorious about not feeding the emotions. They're just, here's our products, hope you like it, hope the price is good, get out, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so I want to talk about the the box, the yes. Amazon box. So when you see the Amazon box show up, you see the little arrow thing. Sometimes there's an ad on the box. Have you seen those before? I have. Like I've gotten the ones with the little minions. All oh, over yeah. I, I remember <laughs> when they were doing this big Assassin's Creed video game. They yeah. would plaster that all over the box. Well, and from in your car, in the driveway, you know that you've got an Amazon box right. looking right at your doorstep. But that's not something that is exclusive to Amazon. Oh, no. You know, one of my favorite uh, merchants, I mentioned the collectibles earlier. Uh, one of them, Urban Collector, he actually puts branded tape on his box with his logo. So you actually say, oh, I've got an Urban Collector box. So, it's, so it's, easy. Right. It's a little something that, that brands the box, uh, that makes it separate from all the other packages you may have on your doorstep and like I said that's easy so that's that's on the box that's the box uh, outside but let's talk about what's inside the box so typically when you get an Amazon package it's the the product in that little stuffings the little air yeah what do you call it like the little inflatable stuffing I don't know if there's <laughs> the a things that are fun to pop right the <laughs> things that are my, my son loves the Amazon 
uh, stuff to pop. But uh, but they don't do anything above and beyond. Nope. They just they just shove your product in the box. That's another weakness to exploit. So if you can put package inserts with maybe some ads, uh, you know, for other product, maybe coupon, even a handwritten note. Handwritten notes are huge. I mean, and the the merch. I've never ever talked to one of our clients that does that that regrets it. And that's something Amazon will never do. Ten seconds worth of time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's for the client receiving that, that really, you can really feel connected to the merchant. Yeah, I mean, listen, I realize that takes time to do, but that's something that your brand uh, will be directly, positively influenced by. Definitely. So good tips. Hope this helps people in their battle against Amazon. Amazon is a force of nature, but you can absolutely uh, withstand it and propel your brand to new heights. And uh, we'll see you next time on EY Access. Thanks, Tara, for being here. Yeah, thank you.